Hey guys, welcome back to the Starring Milana podcast. This is the second episode of season four. And um, if you're watching on YouTube, we have a do set up again. <laughs> we are still in the trial and error phase of what this podcast visually is going to look like. But I think Lena and I are pretty happy with this situation. We're still not sure about the lighting, but we'll get there. We're getting there slowly. Like now I'm really cozy and I'm super comfortable in this chair. What's going to happen if I have to have a guest? Are we going to sit on the same chair? Are we going to cuddle? Like, are we going to have to oh, move I the didn't chair? I not think about that. Yeah. Now we have some thinking to do about okay. when I have a guest. I won't have a guest for a while because, like, COVID and the holidays and the setup. So all of those things. Um, By the way, we have my friend, co-producer, Alina, on the other mic. She's in the back. You can't see her, but you can definitely hear her because you can always hear her because she's loud. And I talk a lot, but yeah, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. That's so nice. What an honor um, that you're honored. Um, And we're (laughs) pre-recording this episode midweek because I'm going to Utah this weekend, but you are going to get it on Monday. It's just a little bit pre-recorded. So just fair warning, my sister is turning 29. Now, if you've never felt older before, um, it is, you feel old when your younger sister turns 29. Like, I know that I turned 30 and I almost cried, but my sister turning 29 is like, oh, fuck. Like, my child is 29 years old now. I feel like a grown-ass mother. Um, she wants to go to Utah. I don't know why. Well, to snowboard and ski. Um, I've never been snowboarding she was asking is snowboarding or skiing easier and i told her i think skiing is easier i've never been snowboarding but i've skied and I don't most know. people are saying that yes. but my sister is swearing up and down that snowboarding is easier i'm just like okay I feel girl. Like snowboarding takes a lot of balance yeah and i feel like with skiing i have access to both legs and, and both arms yeah. and i can like you know navigate my way through but who knows like i don't i, f- I would ski if i were you skiing is so fun okay i love skiing yeah all right so i think i'm gonna do that um but yeah, I'm excited. I've never been, I've I've been to the snow before, obviously, but every time I go and everyone does like some sort of snow activity, I'm just like, oh, hot chocolate, you know, like a fireplace. Let me take my snow pictures and call it a day. I don't really partake in the activities, but I will this time. I'm trying to be a good sport. And also like, you know, I'm having like an early midlife crisis where I just like need to enjoy and like things and like try new things because I'm 30 now. So um, this is going to be one of the things that I try. And I started watching, okay, well, actually, we'll get into it in BTS because I don't want to start too early. But if you are new here, there are three segments on this podcast. The first one is called BTS, where we recap my past week. The second one is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and we try to offer a new or different perspective. And the third segment is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. So let's get straight to BTS. Um, Television. I've been watching and catching up on TV and... First of all, Salt Lake City has released a new Housewives franchise, and I could not be happier because they are fucking amazing. And as I'm watching them, I'm imagining myself at Park City on the snow, ski slopes, sloping, skiing, skiing around town. They are so fabulous. Lena, I know you don't watch Housewives, but... No, maybe I'll watch this one. She told me to watch this one because... I can watch it from the beginning. Yes, you can watch. You can. This is season one, so mm-hmm. you don't have to like backtrack. So there's like four episodes. Get to it. Okay, um, I'll watch it while you're. They're gone. really good, in my opinion, because first of all, it is very hard at this stage in the Real Housewives franchise to come out with a bang in the show. They have not had a new season or a new franchise, sorry, in four to five years. I think the last one was Real Housewives of Dallas, so they're now in season five. It is hard to gather the right women go to the right city, get the right storylines. It's not easy. And these women just like came out swinging. Usually 
And maybe if you ever do backtrack on a season, like I think the show's been around since for like 12 years or something like that, 10 to 12 years. And usually when people start on the show, they try too hard. It's a little corny. The arguments are kind of like seem scripted because they don't really have any beef yet because like the show's just starting. So like it's not like you're mad on season two from season one because someone like talks shit about you in their confessionals. There's really nothing to be mad about just yet. But these women came out swinging. I love them so much. I mean, like a lot of them are Mormon. Which, Which is, is interesting. interesting. Yeah. And then also one of them, for example, is a preacher or pastor. I don't know what the proper term is in her congregation. And she's married to her step grandfather. It was her grandmother's dying wish for her to marry her husband, who happens to be the girl's step grandfather. You can't make this shit up like you can't. Then there's another housewife who's like the lead of the gang. Her name is Jen. She's so fabulous. She has two assistants. She has a whole team. She is giving Erica Jane from Beverly Hills a run for her money because her glam squad, they don't just, she doesn't just like come with a glam squad and they have like everything, whatever, figured out, like planned outfits. She gets ready the day before. Her whole look, makeup, hair, outfit, tailor, everyone's there to make sure she looks right so that the, tomorrow they are already ready and there's no mistakes. There's no wow. like, oh, I don't like my hair. Can you redo it? There's none of that. She does it the day before. It's like that is fucking next level glam. That's crazy. That's a lot of work, though. That is a lot of work. You're like That's sitting, a lot of time on your hands. It's a but. lot of time on your hands, <laughs> but she is doing it. But anyway, I'm really impressed with this cast, and I really recommend this franchise, especially if you if you haven't really watched any of The Housewives. This is a good one to start with because it's a fresh season, but also because they're just they're good. It's not corny. It's like really, really good television. Um Second episode, someone's already separated. They announced it. I mean, it's just like crazy shit. So like, I would really recommend it. And then if you like it, Lena, come back to me. I'll, I'll give you some other ones. We're going to start Which you one would, slow. would you have me start next? I think the best franchise in regards to like funny, just themselves, doesn't seem scripted at all, would be New York. They are a shit show. Oh, I show. thought you were going to say Atlanta. Atlanta is second. I think okay. that New York starts off with like everyone's life is like they're just trying to be so glamorous or this or that and then everyone's life on the show goes to complete shit like you've never seen it everyone <laughs> hits a 360 all of them though and because of that you really like they fall from grace so i really like that one and atlanta is like you can't beat atlanta atlanta is the most watched it's i would say probably the funniest like overall show they have the best like slogans they're kind of like um they're kind of like the jersey shore where they come up with their own lingo and it's just like hits the mainstream and everyone is using it. You can't, like, you can't beat that. But, yeah, I would say New York and, and Atlanta. It depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for, like, glamorous lifestyle, you go to Beverly Hills because everyone there is, like, not everyone, but most of the women are really glamorous. Um, wouldn't recommend OC. I know it was the original one. Wouldn't recommend it. It's really the Real Housewives of... Anaheim is what I would say. That's how I would describe the show. Like, it's not <laughs> fabulous at all. And I'm sorry. I know that sounds mean, but when I think of the Real Housewives franchise, I think, like, luxury and glamour. And I and I want to watch women that, you know, like a lifestyle that I don't really know about, like, that I'm interested in. Like, second houses, whatever. This one, the OC is just, like, it's, like, literally going down. Every season is almost, like, worse. All of the women that were, like, of that stature have left the show. Um and Heather Dubrow was on it. Do you know who that is? She no. is, you know, doctor, like the doctor, the plastic surgeon on E that fixes the botched, botched mm -hmm, doctor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Her husband is on the show. Uh, well, sorry, she's, his wife is on the show. She was so fabulous, but she left the show because she didn't like one of the castmates because she was so trashy and like really just brought the show down oh, and it's wow. true. So I feel like if they got like 
I mean, I don't think she'd ever do it, but like Vanessa Bryant, she lives in Newport. If they got like Layla Milani, there's so many fabulous women in Newport yeah. that's technically OC. I mean, even La Jolla. I don't know if they're just not, don't want to be on the show or what, but there's a lot of opportunity in the OC. And right now, I don't feel like we're in OC. I feel like we're in Anaheim, Glendora adjacent area. I don't it's know. Not Glendora. <laughs> Is that near there? No. <laughs> Where's Glendora? Wow, it's my like face hurts. East, like 210 East. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you made your point. I thought Glendora was near that way. No. Oh, wow. Okay. I wonder what you're thinking about. I don't know. Also, my face hurts because I got um, Botox in my forehead again. Yes, it's true. I'm not as beautiful as I appear naturally to be. I have Botox in my forehead. I got some fillers in my laugh line, so I'm a little bit swollen. Um, so laughing is a little bit hard. I'm sorry. Don't judge me. I'm 30. Um, okay. Now, that. what else? Back to television. What do we... Oh, The Undoing. Okay. So... I didn't start the undoing when everyone else did. It's been on my list. I've just been busy. And I binged it and, like, finished it. Obviously, there's only... If you guys don't know, it's a mini series. It's on HBO Max. And it's, like, a psychological thriller. And David E. Kelly and Nicole Kidman produced it. David E. Kelly also did Big Little Lies. I mean, he's done a lot of shit. But recently, he's done Big Little Lies. Um, and, obviously, if you've seen that show, it's fabulous. So, it's really good. Starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. And, basically, someone dies... There's a murder and they're trying to figure out who it was and they're like high profile people, like a doctor and you know, anyway, I don't want to give too much because Lena didn't finish it. I have um, two more episodes left, but it's really good. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts? I, I really like it because it's kind of like to me like a murder mystery uh-huh. because you don't, you don't know who did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I have, uh, so I'll say this. It's weird to me that Nicole Kidman keeps having flashbacks. Yes. And my brother watched it and finished it. And he was like, he kind of, he didn't give anything away, but he was like, at the end, you're kind of like, oh, I guess I knew that, like, that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if that has something to do with the flashbacks, but, like, she keeps seeing flashbacks of things that she wasn't there for. Uh-huh. So, like, that's weird to me. That could just be, like, the way they're, like, doing like, this. Yeah, and the way she's processing it, yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's, so, it could be that, thriller. but I think okay. that's interesting. Um Okay. Yeah, that is I I think it's really good. She's a great actress. She's great. Yeah. We love Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I love her. She's one of my top her and Julia Roberts are okay. my top actresses. What about Natalie Portman? Um, I don't I'm not like I a love huge a Natalie fan. Portman moment. I know like not because she's not good, but Just like, like I you never, haven't seen enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like Natalie Portman. But I'm excited. It's six episodes, so I have two more to go. I just have to say I'm so proud of Lena because I, like it's hard for her to watch something that's not like, you know, Empire or power, like just some like really horrible cable sound... television show. <laughs> she makes me sound so dumb, like the shows no, I watch. No, it's but... not dumb, but like you, I watch reality yeah, TV. I... I can't call anyone dumb. Like, let's be clear here. And I'm loud and proud about it. What I'm saying is you, you were like, oh, I watched power. Now I'm going to rewatch it. And I'm yeah. like, what? Well, because my friend is staying with me and I'm like, you have to watch power. It's so good. I like it because like, I like my sister's the one who kind of said this about me. She's like, you, you, you like dramas. Like you just, yeah, like, I love which dramas. Is, yeah, yes, which is, yes. which is true. I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. I do like some things like I watched, um, what is it called? Um, 
You watch Big Little Lies. Yeah, yeah I watch. No, I watch, watch Big Little, Little Fires Lies. everywhere. I did, but I'm talking about oh, um, Ozark. Yes. And it was like a little slow. A for little me, slow. Yes. But I still, That's why I, I got really into it, and I really liked it. I finished it, but um, like I did that. But she's like, yeah, you like drama and like intensity mm-hmm. and like, which is true, or like something that's just comedy, something happening all the time, like. St- longer storyline. Slow shows are hard. Yeah, and so slow the crown shows are is going to be hard for you. What, what is? The crown. I know, but I, I, I'm interested very in... very slow. But the is. reason... And I don't like slow shows either, but the reason why I like it is because all you keep thinking about is like, oh, this is basically... It might not be 100% accurate, but it's basically the story of the queen. And it's... it's it, the like everything that's happened to her how she got the crown her family so the whole time you're watching it you're like oh this is someone's life so it's kind of like that's what's interesting yeah about my it. mom and my brother were watching it and so i i watched a couple of episodes not in order but i really liked it and i liked that era so like i really i used to watch downton abbey yes which is also like, yeah i didn't watch the movie the movie wasn't good compared no. to the show but it, it was you gotta watch it for like nostalgia yeah just yeah. for fun like yeah um, but yeah, I like the Aaron, like you can learn a lot. Like I knew this, but it was like kind of like a reality when I watched the crown, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, the queen is kind of like, this is like no disrespect, but she's kind of like a placeholder. Like she doesn't, I didn't, I didn't realize how, like, um, how much influence that she didn't have. Like she yeah, didn't, ha- she didn't it, have a lot of influence. She yeah. kind of, I mean, like, the was mon- a figurehead. Yes. That's exactly what it is that they don't really, but I forgot that. Like I knew that, but I was like, wait, why can't she do this? Why? And I, for- there, and I was like, they are in the Royal family in England is what like the Kardashians are to us basically, <laughs> or like celebrities. Yeah. Those are their celebrities. That's, that's yeah. who people idolize. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah. And it's like a symbol of their country and of their, I don't know, patriarchy, yeah, I guess. Was, so, and it right reminded word? me, huh? Patriarchy, is that the right word? No, patriarchy. What is that? Monarchy. No, wait, what was I trying to say? Oh, patriarchy is the man. Patriotism. Oh, patriotism. <laughs> Guys, English is still like their language. If, yeah, if you remember season one, Milani, her slogan was English is my third language. Yes. Okay, you get what I'm saying, though. It yeah. shows like yeah. that they're the symbol for the country, basically. Yeah, it's really interesting to see, um, like, Margaret Thatcher, which I yes. remember, like, learning in school and, like, mm-hmm. like her role um, in the government. And then, of course, um, Princess Diana was is really interesting. So I haven't seen season three, and I think it's four, right? It's four seasons? I can't. I don't know the season. I've only seen yeah. the first two seasons. Like, I'm a little bit behind. But, yeah, I'm really – I need to watch it because I want to see Princess Diana. That's yeah, really what I've Yeah, I forget the name for. of the actress – um who's, can't recall yeah who's playing her but she's playing her really well really well apparently yeah yeah, yeah so oh so. uh, yeah that's all i have for tv i'll keep you guys updated if i watch anything else um i am reading two books this month or trying to anyway the seven spiritual laws of success by deepak chopra and that one is like short and easy and becoming supernatural um how common people are doing the uncommon dr joe dispenza now this book has come highly recommended to me throughout the years by several people and I just like never read it there's a lot of like science in this book which I'm just like not really ready for it's all about the mind and like it's just a lot so I'm gonna start reading it I'm hoping for the best that I can get through it um I think he mixes a little bit of like spirituality with science and um yeah, that's all I know. So I'm I'm excited to read it. I've heard a lot of his like speeches. I've watched a lot of his seminars online, but I've never really dive dove into a book. So I'm a little nervous about it because I opened it and it was like a skull, like photos of like 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 mm. it was just like X-rays and like pointing and like arrows. I'm like, oh shit, this is a science book. Like, what am I about to read? But I think it's good because it'll like broaden like 
the type of books you read. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Like, like, you know what I mean? Reading about science that you wouldn't have read anywhere else. Well, so. speaking of reading books that are going to broaden, this Barack Obama book that's like been on my list and I wanted to read in January, it is 768 pages, I think. Wow. What? How long is that going to take a person to read? Depends on how fast you read. That is like one book the entire month, if that, maybe a month and a half. Yeah. Just break it down, like do your goals, like 200 pages. I know. (laughs) I think it'll be good, though. I mean, Michelle Obama's book was really long, too, but it wasn't. Barack Obama's book is longer. Yeah, it's twice the amount of pages. How much was? 300 something, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe 400. Yeah, I think it was like 400. Yeah. Wow, he got a lot to say. He got a lot to say. I think it's about like... Eight years in the White House. Yes. "Mm." So I think I haven't read it, but I think it's about his, obviously, like his childhood and then his journey into the White House and then everything in the White House. I know he's going to talk about like the racism he felt, uh, uh, he faced. um, Probably that one time that Michelle Obama talked about it when they shot at the White House, remember? And so the window that like where their kids like played in or something. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, it's just like a lot of shit. So I I, I want to hear his perspective or read his perspective on it. So he's actually um doing like an IG live. I don't know if it's like a podcast with Steph Curry. Oh really? Yeah, I saw it. They look like, like they would be BFFs. Yeah, I'm like, like excited so to hear it. That's funny. Um. And I think it's, like, good that he's getting into, like, after his presidency, kind of, like, immersing himself, like, yeah. with, you know what I mean, in the culture, like, with people, like, talk, like talking about topics that are important that people want to hear from him about and just, you know what I mean, in, like, have Well, he's still young yeah. and he still has a lot of life to live mm-hmm. and he still has a career ahead of him. Yeah. You know, it's... He has, like, the Obama Foundation. Yeah. yeah. It's not like... I mean, he could retire and go, but it's like he has so much life to live. What mm-hmm. is he going to do? Yeah, but I, I mean, we don't see a lot of presidents kind of like no. speaking to entertainers, athletes yeah. or educators, like, I mean, educators, but people with like on like topics that are affecting society on like a day to day. No, he's. Yeah. So he's, he's so the cool. goat for that. Yeah. Yeah. He's the coolest president. He is. Um, I was thinking about my trip and about wearing this mask on the plane again. So when I went to Cabo, I was really dreading it because having to wear a mask for two hours straight. And like, I know I sound spoiled because people have to work. Like my mom works 12 hours a day as a nurse and she has to keep her mask on the entire time. So I'm like, oh my God, two and a half hours on a plane with a mask. Um, but wearing a mask on the plane, working out at Orange Theory, all of this has made me realize that I do not like the fabric masks. I don't really like the N95 masks. The only mask I can wear is like these surgical masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. It's the only way I can breathe. I Like when we're running on a treadmill for our lives and you're just like, <sighs> like it's the only mask you can breathe yeah, in. Yeah, I've tried a fabric fabric mask when I first did it. I can't I was even like, go to the grocery store with one. Yeah, I was like, I, I wear the fabric mask like here and there, but like for running at Orange Theory, I have to wear the same. Yeah, yeah like, it's just unbearable. So I'm going to take that on the plane and... Um, and yeah, I, I, I have some, I've had some for a while, but also this company sent me some called Armburst. If you guys are interested, they, I'll take a picture and post it on my Instagram, but they have like colorful ones yeah, that like match your outfit. So it's not just like yellow or blue, like the surgical masks. They are FDA like approved as surgical masks. They're just cute and colorful, like pink and green, Lena purple. There's some purple there. Oh, is that purple or dark blue? No, that is that royal purple. Yeah. It looks like purple. Okay. You can have that. Purple is my favorite color. Yeah, we know. Um, I think that's all I have for BTS. Oh, the last thing I'm going to say is that um, our 
donations are still open for the help the homeless um i don't know if it's a program that we're doing i did this last yes, time before yes. i call it a drive so uh, if you guys don't know lena and i and our production company know our notebook productions we are collecting donations if you're interested to sponsor a homeless winter kit so what's going on in these kits are blankets gloves and like warm gloves not um hospital gloves or what are they called like pl- what are they surgical what? gloves, gloves? Yeah. No, none of that like warm gloves socks um blankets beanies snacks hygiene kits um that include hand sanitizer and then face masks obviously to protect them from covid uh waters so we're doing all of that and we our goal when we started is like we we're just gonna do it ourselves we're gonna get maybe 50 kits and just do it ourselves and we're like let's open up for donations and we did and you guys have been amazing at donating um i think we have enough for about 100 kits now we're aiming to 100 to 150 so we'll still be taking donations for another week or two and we will keep you guys updated on our social medias and through this podcast obviously but follow me at star milana follow her at lena norrell dean and at noir notebook to kind of see where we are and our status if we are still collecting donations if we're done um if you guys want to see photos of the kids everything will be on all of our social medias and we're just so thankful for all the donations we've already received we're surprised yeah thank you so much to everyone who's donated honestly like a lot of our i mean our family and friends like really Mm -hmm. came through and everybody donated like so many more people than we thought and yeah, Milana will put all like the donation info in the description of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's but like we take Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. Zenmo. Yeah. Most of it is at Noir Notebook. So yeah. It's easy to find. Give us your money. Um, not us. It's for the homeless. Um, by the way, I just have to say I like the setup because I don't have to wear um, like bottoms. I mean, I'm wearing bottoms. <laughs> I'm wearing bottoms. This I mean, not like- a Zoom. <laughs> Fiesca. I mean, you know, I wear my pajama bottoms is what I'm getting at. Um, and I love that because, yes, I feel like I'm on a Zoom call for work. This is my Zoom call and you can't see below here because I have a blanket over me. So this might be the move. And Lena is wearing pajamas in the back, too. You can't see her at all. So, same shit. Potato, <laughs> potato. It's cute, though. Yeah, it's soft. Yeah. It's velour. Yeah. Hmm, it's back. Yeah. Juicy couture. We're back. Um, Okay, and that's it for BTS. So let's get into talk worthy. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, Drake's candle line. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Yes. So apparently he's coming. He's having a candle line come out. And here are the scents. Um, I don't know how accurate these are. I got this on Shade Room um, and in in style. Kind of went back and forth between the two. But Sweeter Tings, Williamsburg Sleepover, Good Thoughts, Muskoka. And Carby Musk. Those are the scents. Um, and I think the one that smells like him called Carby Musk is $80. So he has a candle that's coming out that supposedly smells like Drake. Um, according to InStyle Magazine, the smell is smooth musk fragrance, is introspective as in interpretation of your beautiful self, yet extrovertive as how you would want others to see your bold and brilliant self. Features notes of musk, ambers, cashmere, suede, and velvet. Actually smells like Drake. This is what they said. Yeah, I mean, the description was like a satire. Like, it wasn't actually like the description of the fragrance. Musk is like the only actual fragrance that's in there. Yeah, I'm like suede and cashmere and velvet. What does that smell like? What does that mean? What does that even mean? Um, And how do we know that it smells like Drake? It's not like we can do a a A test. test. (laughs) Is he going to be standing there as we purchase the Drake candle? What's the line called? I don't know what the line is called. Yeah, I don't know either. I didn't see the name of the line anywhere. I just saw the scents. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's like, do I want a candle that smells like Drake? 
I mean, I'm I might buy it. Do you want that for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good Christmas gift. Yeah, I mean, for like a me, Drake like, fan. It, yeah, it needs to be like if it's gonna be eighty dollars, like this needs to be at the caliber of like a Joe Malone candle, like Joe Malone, Le Labo, yeah, Le Labo, Diptyque, like yeah, yes, yes. Like, if he's he, I I need the packaging to be on point. Like, is it like his face? I don't know. It would have been cool if it was like the the if the jar was like his face, but like a statue, you know, like oh, a yeah. like a like a Roman god. Oh god! And it was like Drake, and then it was like matte or like stone or like cement, and then hmm. and then it smells like Drake. Do you need marketing? Marketing? Help? I'm like hit him. Can I help you, Drake, on your candle line? Oh my god! That would be amazing. It's like, what do you think Drake smells like? Heaven. I think he <laughs> smells like. A grown-ass man. A grown-ass man. Yeah. This candle is the smell of a grown-ass man. For an $80 candle, you too can meditate on getting yourself a grown-ass man. Like a sexy grown-ass man. Yes. Like, did you see his house? Like, his house is nice. Imagine him with his, like, drink. In his velvet suede cashmere (laughs) robe. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's interesting. I, we'll I purchase it for you guys and we'll smell it and then we'll tell you how it smells. Yeah. I'm weird about candles though. I don't like holiday scents. I don't mm-hmm. like pumpkins or ciders. I don't like a heavy vanilla bean situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I like vanilla. I like I, lavender. Yeah. Like Veluspa's French K lavender is mm-hmm. probably my favorite scent. There's um, a, I forget the name, but the red and the purple, which aren't like really common Veluspa candles, yeah. I forget the name. Those, Those are, are the ones two you are like. My favorite. Yeah, they're really yeah, good. Yeah, I like that. I like Le Labo Santal. I think it's 26. Mm-hmm. And then Diptyque. What is that one called? Bays? Bays? I don't know. I like the Joe Malone. Um, Joe Malone's great. Yeah, yeah, I forget the name of it, but yeah. one of those is. Oh, the White Peony, I think it is. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a little picky about it, but I mean, if it's Drake, if it smells like Drake, then like, how bad could it be? Somebody in the comments was like, how do we know it doesn't smell like the weekend? How do we supposed to know it's Drake? That's true. <laughs> how do I know? This is my biggest question is how do I know this really smells like Drake? So anyway, he should do like a, a book signing, but like a candle smelling. See, marketing. Marketing. Ca- call me, Drake. At Starring Milana. Call me. That's so funny. Um, okay, moving on. Kelly Clarkson. Um, did you see this? No, I did not see oh this. Oh, my God. So Kelly Clarkson is going through a divorce, as we oh all know. No. Um, but her estranged husband is seeking $436,000 in monthly spousal and child support payments. Um, he's also asking her to pay for his lawyer fees, which are $2 million. And he has a team of seven attorneys. For what? Seven attorneys. This um, is so extra. And he's asking basically for 300K in spousal support and 135K for child support. And that's weird because she won primary custody of both of the kids. Um, and then she was saying she'll pay for the kids' needs. So it's like whether they need to travel back and forth, whether it's, you know, clothes, whatever. School. But he's still seeking school. He's mm-hmm. still seeking the 135 a month, 135000 a month for the kids. Um, and if the courts approve this, then he'll get $5.2 million a year. Now, let's be clear. It wasn't like he was some stay-at-home house husband. Like, he has a job. He's a talent manager. His net worth, I mean, I Googled it. I don't know how accurate it is. It's $10 million. Talent managers make money, you know? Depends wow. on how big you are. That was his net worth. So it's like, I know we talk about this all the time. Like, when when is it enough? How do you even determine child support? We're also seeing Dr. Dre's wife, what she's seeking, and people think it's crazy. It was like 100-something thousand just on entertainment. Like, what is entertainment a month? I don't know if this is a strategy. Entertainment is taking a a jet 
to a yacht on the on the in the ocean. That's I don't. I think she had like a different travel. Thing. <laughs> oh, okay. No, she had like a list I'm, of shit. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, like. I don't know, the internet maybe was, like, one of the things. Like, no, like it was, like, crazy. She has a lot of, like, requests. But I'm, like, what is the strategy of these people or the attorneys? Is it, like, you ask for, the uh, like, an obscene amount, and then when you get to court, like, they look at your obscene amount request, and they give you something else? Well, isn't it? Didn't we talk about this? Isn't it, like, by law based on the person's salary? So, like, they're not asking for something. They can, you know what I mean? They're, like, within, by law. Within, uh, what is the word? Within, like within measure i think yeah it depends but i thought it's based off of the person's like income which is so interesting like to me child if, support and if blake griffin support. gets injured tomorrow and can not will never play again and has had you know this salary or this you know this was making this money and now he his child support payments are crazy aren't they i like know but they like a month? you can i think you can get them adjusted based, based on if, on your, where income, you're at in life. Yeah, if okay. your income is that makes sense but yeah i don't understand they have a prenup so i don't know if he's ignoring the prenup i don't think that she would have agreed to this in her prenup i highly I doubt yeah. this was in her prenup That's a good question but they have one so I don't know what the strategy is. It just is. sounds bitter. What do people need $430,000 a month for? They want to keep their same know. lifestyle. He wants to get a place that's like just as nice as where he was living. I don't know. But a month? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know either. But we're not going to do that to our girl, Kelly. Like, I, my heart is with her. She's the original American Idol, and she will survive this. I hope <laughs> Because that's a lot of fucking money. $5.2 million to somebody a year. Just because you married them. Just because you married them. And now you're divorced. Lena's like looking at me because I was talking about prenups a long time ago about how I don't think I would sign one. Oh, yeah. We got into it. And she's just like, about it. I'm like, it's just so I'm like, I don't know if I, how I feel about it. It just like rubs me the wrong way. It's kind she, of like you're like, what what was it? You were saying like it's you're like, asking like you're you're basically planning a divorce. Yeah. And that is tough. It, that is what it is. A prenup is you're planning a divorce. What happens when we get divorced? What do you get? What do I get? And for me, to, thinking about that before you're even married is kind of like, oh, my God, like you're asking for it. But Lena's yeah. thing is like it's a business agreement, which is like I also like understand. Like any other business agreement. Which I totally understand as well. I'm just like, I don't know. I might change my mind. I may never change my mind. But my girl Kelly, this is not how I want to be. <laughs> but I would want to be his ass. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Maybe not as greedy, but you know what I'm saying. Um, anyway, the next thing I'm going to talk about is Felicity Huffman. So... Did you see this? No, I did not. You were just updating oh my God, me on I'm everything. I'm so happy. Like, I'm telling you things you haven't... Yeah. You don't know. It makes me I happy. I mean, Felicity Huffman, I can get an idea about what this is about. Okay, so basically, um, she's returning to television with a oh. new show debuting on ABC Network. So for those of you guys who don't know, Felicity Huffman was one of the parents involved in the college um, admission scandal last year. Uh, she paid someone $15,000 to take the SATs for her kid and so that her kid could get a good score and go to a good four-year university. Um, she did plead guilty and she was sentenced to 14 days in jail. I think she did 11 of them and she paid a $30,000 fine. So the, the fine is just like double what she paid. Like that's just like, to me, that's a slap on the wrist. They should have made her pay more than that. But for what? Like she already, it depends. So like, I don't think you need to, I, you were paying double what you already did, which is like, that makes sense to me. Like mm-hmm. Lori Laughlin, that their damages was probably like 150 a child. You know what I mean? Like they're going to have to pay a lot of money. I don't like, you're going to pay that much more for what? Like the person, 
So you paid someone to take an SAT. You didn't, she didn't even pay the schools. It wasn't even the schools that she went to. She paid someone like you to go take an S- Not SAT. Not someone like me because I got an <laughs> 1800 on my SAT. Is that good or bad? I can't remember. It's like average. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Little, I'm like. So you still made it to LMU. I did to LMU. Shout out LMU. Isn't that the only place you made it to? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Milana makes fun of me because I come to Orange Theory with an LMU sweatshirt and an LMU face mask. She's like, you're just a mascot right now. You are 100% a mascot. I looked over. I was like, was that Lita? Like, I didn't recognize you at first. I was like, no way. I'm like, who else went to LMU is this proud and loud about it? I feel you, girl. Um, you are my only joy from LMU. I got to tell you. Oh, I'm a joy. That's you're a joy. That is the only thing I'm know. happy about that fucking school. I, th- I wake up every day thinking about See, why See, she I doesn't like it, you guys. I love LMU. I don't because know. Because I walked out drowning in oh, debt, and that's yes, about it. That's why. That's about it. It's not like I have a job due to It L- was a beautiful campus. Beautiful experience. Sure. I didn't even live on campus. I lived in an apartment. I was like the Grinch in college. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, um, but I understand because she didn't even pay a university. She just paid. Did Lori Laughlin pay? The university? Lori Laughlin paid somebody to, I think she paid, she didn't pay the university directly. She paid somebody who like forged photos of her daughters on like rowing teams or whatever, who then went to the coaches at these schools and Mm -hmm. the coaches at these schools. And they're like, are obviously in trouble too, convincing these coaches like, hey, my daughter wants to be on your rowing team and the coaches accepted for money. Yeah. I forgot about this. Yes. So... Anyway, so I feel like hers was like, look, she played, she pled guilty. She paid her money. She did her time in jail and she wiped her hands clean with it. Now, a lot of people didn't have a great reaction about this. Um, you know, they thought they were mad that she got casted on the show and was like going to work. And I understand why people are upset. Like, I'm with you. I totally get it. I think that the criminal justice system, yeah, it does give like rich people a slap on the wrist for something yeah. like this. And I get that. And I think that there's people who face harsher punishments um, and they have a hard time re-entering into society, especially getting a job when they have like a felony on their record. Exactly. I get it. I'm with you. I'm trying to find the positive in this, though. I think that this should be the case for everybody. Like getting out, doing, playing, paying, paying your debt to society, doing your time, walking out and just going back to life and work. I know everyone's not happy about it, but this is how it should be. This should be the standard for everybody. I obviously, it's not like I can do anything about it. I mean, you know, this isn't my realm of expertise, but I'm not as mad as everybody is because this is to me is an example of how we should be moving in society. People should be able to, especially when they're not rapists or murderers or all of these other Mm -hmm. things, when they fucked up, okay, they should be able to do their time, apologize, get out and go back to working and living their life. This should be normal. And, you know, and I know that we are hearing her story because she's a public figure. And when you get cast on a show, it's all over the, you know, blogs and all over the magazines and articles. And so we know there, I'm sure there's other people who are able to go back to work that commit like white collar crime. Huh? I said, and she's a white woman. And she's a white woman. Yes. Yes. But I'm not as happy. I'm not as mad as everybody else because I think this should be the standard for everyone. Yeah, I think so. that's a really good point. I like that perspective a lot. I didn't think about it like that. But yeah, I mean, the issue, it, I think it really comes down to is like like privilege, class, and yes. race is really the three things it comes down to. And yes, like ideally that would be the goal that everybody gets that type of treatment. And especially for like white collar crimes, like yes, yeah. pay your dues. You know what I mean? Um. Like, you know what I mean? Admit what you did wrong and like learn from it and move on. I think that's a really good. Yeah. 
which she did. A lot of people in that were um, charged in this case didn't plead guilty, mm-hmm. didn't accept any blame. They're still going to court, and yeah, their punishment is going to be a lot harsher. She was like, "Look, I fucked up. Yeah, like, she- I, I did. I did what I did. I'm not even going to play games. Like, let me just get this over with." Which, which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And here we are. So I get it, but I think that we need to look at the positive and hope that this is how we move forward with everyone who's committed some sort of a crime, you know? So that's all I have to say for that. Um, another article that I saw was Scotland becomes the first country in the world to offer women free sanitary products. According to NPR, Scotland has passed a bill that has made period products such as tampons and pads free to all who need them. The period products free provision bill. Wow, it's a mouthful. Um, which passed unanimously requires local authorities to ensure that period products are generally obtainable free of charge. Schools and colleges must ensure period products are freely available to students and designated public places must also make the products available. The Scottish government has estimated the measure will cost 24 million pounds a year, which is about 32 million U.S. dollars. Um, okay. First of all, yay. Like, it's a celebration. I hate seeing those fucking crappy machines in bathrooms that it's like... I was just thinking a about quarter. that. Like, first of all, who has quarters nowadays? It's and like number so two, hard. it's like a cardboard thing. And they don't... I, it's a cardboard. And they don't cardboard. even work. The machines don't even work. Yeah, they don't. And then when it comes out, it's like, it should be illegal to put that in your body. Yeah. Like, I, I think one time... I don't. But even, isn't cardboard better for you than plastic? I don't know. It's actually... I was, I was going to say this. I saw, like, one of my friends on Instagram was talking about um, something called... Uh, the lily cup and it's like the cup instead of um like yeah the, I, I knew you were gonna do no, that i'm not it's about like to put a, something sit in my body and let it accumulate the blood accumulate in a fucking cup it's it's better for your body because it's silicone um but yeah i know I saw the that. cup that you're talking yeah, about yeah 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 it's like a silicone cup and she was kind of describing like how it works and then she was talking about some special type of panties that you can wear in your period that, oh like, so i bought oh my god okay so i bought some panties oh but i'm actually not okay it's like a diaper Oh. Okay, let me explain it myself. Yeah. She was explaining about how the cup works and like cleaning out the cup and taking out the cup and it's safe to keep it in obviously for a long time. It's it like is, silicone, like- it doesn't get bacteria, but I was like, I could not see myself no. using it. And Milana is better than me. I use like Tampax. Like I use like uh, the plastic applicator. Yeah. Milana Mine's switched- plastic, but it's like good plastic. Mm. It's like she organic. Uses Lola. Lola. And yeah. so I use a subscription service and I, you know, input. How, how what I want, how many in a box, what size, skip a month, don't skip a month, order extra, and they deliver it to me every eight weeks is what I have scheduled right now. Um, I bought, so I saw an ad on Instagram, or is it next to Instagram or Hulu commercial? I can't remember. Wow, everything is just like, told you, a fucking shopping mall. Instagram is a shopping mall. Um, it's called NYX. Have you heard of it? NYX panties? No. Okay, so I haven't even heard of this panty situation. There's a lot of brands all of a sudden, but I bought the NYX brand and basically, and I bought like the boy shorts. So there's like boy shorts, like regular underwear, whatever. And they have like, um, it's, it's like a, I don't, it's like a, a thick fabric that basically absorbs the blood and then you just wash it. So you don't even have to wear a pad or a tampon on your period like when you're sleeping or whatever. I bought it because I don't... God, this is so TMI. I wear wear tampons during the day. And at night when I sleep, I wear a pad because like you shouldn't keep a tampon in for a long time. So I sleep with a pad. And like sometimes... And I bleed really heavy. This is so much TMI. I'm so sorry to any men listening to this. I'm sorry. Uh, We got to talk about the women's issues. Listen, Aunt Flo, the Red River. 
I'm not on birth control. My period comes with a vengeance every month. Aside from the cramps, the l- amount of blood is like, it's concerning. I don't even think I'm supposed to be bleeding this much. Yeah, but like my first you. one, two, three days are like insane. So because of that, and like, yeah, I wear a pad to sleep. But, so you know, sometimes it like slips a little bit. Like sometimes like, you know. Drips. The, yeah, the, sometimes it drips like the blood. It's gross. Sorry. So I bought these NYX, whatever, because they will absorb anything. So I wear the pad and then I wear that now. Oh, you wear both. Yes. So the like because the, I just feel like weird if I don't have anything on with yeah, this period. Just, like yeah. it's just like now I'm gonna and I don't I I haven't experimented. Maybe your friend does. I don't know. Like, do you wake up with it? Just like is it all absorbed in there and like yeah, it's she, not wet and gross or the way? So what she recommended basically was to only wear the panties like at the end of your period when yeah, you're cause on. Yeah, because it's because it's not so heavy. Yeah, and sense. like basically yeah. from my understanding, the panties are not for like the first day or yeah, like heavy. The heavy the heavy periods it's like the end of like the end of your period yeah. when you don't want to wear like a tampon or a pad and yeah. you just and, it's just and they're not little... gross there's no odor they're like it's a very thick material it's, it I'm absorbs weird. i can show you when i get up there i, yeah, I, I mine haven't it. really seen much blood because like i've only had it for a month and also because i wear the pad and i yeah this is so disgusting i'm really sorry everyone but i wear the it pad and it, it like it drips like maybe a little bit but like yeah nothing went past the panties it's great yeah, remember, um, did you, I sent you that woman that got the, I forget the name Endome- of it. Endometriosis. The infection. Oh. No, I'm talking about the woman who wore like a tampon. Oh, yeah, that's and a she, very common story. That happens but all like, the time. But like, so my sister always like was telling me that, was telling me that, but I didn't know. So like. They don't they, teach us enough in schools. First of yeah. all, sex ed, but this shit. Yeah. It's like on the it's fine on the print, box. Yeah. but no one's reading that yeah. shit. I only knew because of my sister and she's like. You have to take it out every four hours. And yeah. then basically the, this woman got an infection in her thigh. But like, that's what I was like. It's weird. Like, I guess the infection started and then like spread. I'm people like, she got the infection limbs. in her thigh. People lose limbs from over the tampon. it. People get really sick. So you have to change them out. You also shouldn't be pulling out ones that are not like, that are dry still. Do you get what I'm saying? Because mm, so pulling the friction, them out too early. Yeah. Like the friction. It's just a whole puzzle thing. Wow. It's really that cup is looking a little. I'm I'm like shoving a cup up there. What's the problem, Malana? How is it? Cup. You, you just like you. You have to. I should have sent you her stories, but it was like about getting in tune with your body and like yes, you have to kind of push the cup up there a bit, but you can do it. Bitch, you not must be pushing nothing with those nails. What you talking about? The fucking claws on this bitch. You're about to be putting a cup up there and do it with your body. Are you kidding me? You're about to scratch all of your walls up. Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, she's, she's like, like she's like this with these claws, getting in tune with your body. You just have to go up there. Her nails are this long. I can't even talk about it. Like, look at this. I mean, yeah, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> yeah, so let's rethink that. I need the string to the tampon. I yes, guess. exactly. Maybe the cup has one. No, she said that sometimes they have a like. Some of them have like a ring. I don't know uh, what this ring only is made just, like, out of. Only just like clasp it and pull. Yeah, you're not about to do that with those nails. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, I told you I buy Tampax. I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. For my local Walgreens. There you go. Shout out Walgreens. Um, but yes, this is great. We are making like moves for women in the world. That Scotland did this is like amazing. Now, Fria colleges, schools and colleges, like I guess like condoms. Um and public places. So you have to go somewhere to get them though. That's the thing. And I get it. So it's like if you're if you're like in a bathroom and you started your period, you just grab a tampon. I get that. People are going to be grabbing a bunch. But like what if like you don't go anywhere? So like for example, right now during COVID. So now like because w- the we're reason not going we're anywhere and we're not collecting 
any tampons. We were talking about, so like when you first read the headline, you'd think that they're like free in yes. the store. Yes. And so then she was like, I read the whole article and it's like, it's in public places or like she said, like schools and colleges, but like. I wonder, I guess they, like, I guess. Should you be getting a box every month? Yeah. Or like we were talking about now, we're pharmacy. like marketing yeah. this. We're like, oh, it should be like free at pharmacies. Yeah. You and go and you pick up for yeah, your month for and your then month. that's it. Yeah. I don't, but they're not doing that, right? That's no, not they're right. not doing yeah. that. But that's, that's what it should be. That's what it should be. Yeah. I mean, this is a good first step. No one is even doing yeah. this, I don't think. So yeah. we're getting somewhere because, and I was like, oh, well, condoms should be free and birth control should be free. And then I started thinking about like, those are choices you're making. Like sex is a choice. So like. I understand why it's not free. It would be great if it was, if it was. There's a lot of places that give out free condoms though, um, and most people can get birth control for like a really low amount or free. But I understand why that's not free because you're making a decision. Having a period isn't a fucking choice we made. Okay, we were born with this shit. So it's like, why do we have to pay this obscene amount of money every month for mm-hmm. tampons, pads, wipes? Um, mm-hmm fucking period panties and shit detergent to what i'm getting <laughs> detergent to watch oh it. my god oh now you're getting crazy you're like actually my period every month with the <laughs> detergent and the water bill actually costs 85 dollars so <laughs> yeah maybe going to a pharmacy to grab your box is like cool um okay the last thing i'm gonna talk about in bts is a stay-at-home order round two I- are we in it is a stay at home? No, but Gavin Newsom be threatening us. He be threatening us, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, okay, so ABC, according to ABC7, the new order says people should not gather with anyone outside their own household. Okay, Alina, get out. Um, it also orders essential retail businesses to limit to 35% capacity and 20% for non-essential retail. Gyms can stay open at 50% capacity, but are only allowed to operate outdoors. I have a question. See, oh, the order lasts until December twentieth. Yeah, for now, yes. But he, yeah. So basically, Gavin Newsom is threatening like this winter. It's going to be bad. You guys aren't listening, and I'm going to give you a harder stay-at-home order than you had in March. But like my question is like, finger at us. Yeah, where I want to understand like so non-essential retail, like basically like Nordstrom and and Bloomingdale's or whatever Macy's can be open, but I don't understand why restaurants can't be open at. 50%, 35%, 20% capacity. Like, I don't under, like, what is their research that, like, I think it's because you're directly touching people's foods, their utensils, and the contact is just much like, like there's so more what, contact. the wait, waiters and waitresses and, and the guests, or like the guests themselves? I think the guests, like, the waiters, the food, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, you touch someone's plate, you I hand really them a plate. I really could not care about like non essential retail. I just want the restaurant. Like, seriously, we have nowhere to fucking go. And I know we sound like, like, privileged like just fucking annoying little kids but, but no, like we really don't go anywhere we, we it's really just a frustrating time for anyone because no one can figure out what the fuck to do and so like yeah they're attacking the poor restaurants <laughs> like that's all we have i know food. i feel bad for restaurants yeah and in the separate order restaurants last week were of course ordered to close um they don't know when they're gonna open right now everything stands till december 20th but who knows my beef with this whole thing is what the fuck are you guys doing to help people you're closing down restaurants that's so many jobs you're bringing the capacity down like 50 percent, which means now you have less employees and of course we a lot of industries have been hit hard because they can't operate like the events industry so how are you helping people at all during this time we received one stimulus check which was nothing for the people who live in los angeles and other parts of the country and also we received 600 additional dollars on top of our unemployment for 
was it like two months maybe three months yeah like and, april to the end of july yeah and that was it and granted like i'm sure people are grateful for that but that does not help people when there's still no work and you're still closing down businesses and not, everything's now at half capacity what are you doing to help people though and i don't know like lena read me this tweet earlier about how well we already know how fucked up you know we are in comparison to other countries who've handled this but go ahead read, read your numbers so i found I saw this tweet percentage of wages currently subsidized by governments due to COVID, which basically means they're these countries are paying people to stay home and they're paying a percentage of their salaries to stay home. It's, it's an incentive, it's encouragement and it's not $450 a week minus taxes, AKA $405 a week to stay at home, like a percentage of their actual salaries that they were earning. Okay. So Japan is 100% for small businesses and 80% for large firms, mm. which I think is like great. The distinction, it's the only country that has a distinction because yeah. it's like obviously hard to run a small business. But if you and like bigger companies, they have and you yeah. earn more money when you work for a bigger company, usually when you're a yeah. corporation. So you're still going to get a good portion of that yeah. money. Netherlands is up to 90%. Norway, up to 90%. Germany, up to 70%. France up to 84%, Italy 80%, United Kingdom up to 80%, Canada up to 75%, United States 0%. Like a dry joke. They literally, it was like just to see, like it wasn't even 20, 10, 40, 50. It's a straight up zero. It's just like a huge message. It's, it's really, it's a big message like this country. And I was like, that's why I, I, sometimes I'm sad to say like I'm not proud to be an American like we, we no longer work on the ideals that this country was founded on like yeah. the fact that people I'm like and the reason me and Milan are doing the homeless drive is like I, I would love to see the numbers of how many more people became homeless during this time for sure like people who already were living like paycheck to paycheck sleeping on people's couches sleeping yeah. in their cars and like yeah, they did. They had the Federal Cares Act for unemployment, but like it's going to end at the end of this year. Like the like pandemic and unemployment. And people aren't going to go back to work exactly. like this. They're a lot of saying, people don't have jobs anymore. I was reading articles that they're saying you're not we're not going to see the effects of like uh COVID from Thanksgiving until like the middle of like January or February because like then people will get it, then people will get sick, then yeah. they'll get hospitalized, then God forbid that they die. So like this is not going to go away anytime soon yeah. like that and like they're not talking about doing anything in terms of like finances for people and it's really sad that they're I really would love to see what like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to do because they need to they, something else needs to happen yeah and I feel like I feel like they just yeah no one gives a fuck about the citizens of this country how are we the greatest yeah. and I say this in quotations yeah. the greatest country in the world and this is what people are dealing with no fucking help from the government we pay so much money in taxes <laughs> 40 disgusting of people, amount of yeah, money people's salaries go to taxes yes and I know some states are still open and they're like oh we're fine like it's you guys in California mm -hmm. fine it's us in California the state of California needs to now provide additional aid yeah, if the this, federal government is not exactly. going to do it we pay so much money to live in California and like if you're going to tell us to stay at home, I like Gov Gov Governor Gavin Newsom. But if you're going to tell us to stay home, you need to do something about that. You need to give an additional X amount of money on people's unemployment. You need to maybe say, you know what, fuck the United States government. I'm going to send my own stimulus check. Whatever it is, 
you need to do something when you're ordering people to stay at home, but you're not helping aid with the businesses, like like with work. Like people don't have any help. So oh, we also did we talk about this last week? When the other tweet that I found that was basically like, what is considered an essential? And like, yeah, yeah, we we didn't talk about it on the podcast with me and you talked. Yeah, about it. yeah, so like bas- what's considered yeah, an essential so business? We saw this basically. What it was saying is that someone's small business is how they provide money for their family and let's say you know what I mean that let's for example like the easiest example is let's let's say it's a clothing store mm-hmm. so it's like that's how they make their money and you're claiming that this is a non-essential business so you're kind of saying that that person and their family is like non-essential because yeah. they're not getting any income they're not getting any any money and the money that they gave for small businesses was nothing it was like ten thousand or something it was like the 167 or whatever it was like if you if you were like oh you're talking about independent contractors and those yeah and small businesses it was for independent contractors and small businesses Mm. like imagine how much a small business makes like that's like 0.01 percent of what they make that they were provided in like unemployment or the pandemic unemployment assistance but talking about like who who it like Whose right is it to deem like what's an essential business and what's not? Because they're but you're basically saying now the people who own this business they're not essential. Their their income is not essential, and you know what I mean we can yeah, just close I'm, them down. Yeah, that's like a fine. deeper way of looking at it yeah, for sure. It is. Yeah, I think when they're saying essential, it means like essential for the general public. Like yeah, food is technically not essential, but now we're completely ignoring the fact that there's families who survive off of their business exactly. that you're not now yeah, it's calling just a different essential. angle yeah. to like look at it like yeah which it's the same point that we're driving home that this is this is how people make their money and earn their living and they're just they're yeah. not given any help and they're being asked to be closed for months on end yeah good point i don't know we'll keep you guys updated because i mean the one I was going to, I didn't talk to you about this, but I was seeing like people posting about how like the FT, like the federal, um, the airline, like, what is it? The, f- what is it called? FTC? I don't know. I, th- I thought it was FTA, but I don't think that's right. Just <laughs> basically like the air, like Traffic federal, control. yeah, <laughs> we don't know anything. Travel association <laughs> uh-huh. or whatever sure. is saying like that they are going to want people like they're t- like thinking about and talking about like putting like people's like vaccine thing oh, on I their passport that. and yeah. all that. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then I saw this other thing. I'm about- not about to be going anywhere. That's sad. If they really do that. I mean, they might do that to get fucking people from the U.S. away from them. Like, we are, like, literally running with COVID around here and all the no, other I countries think it, are, like... I'm talking about this was a, the U.S. This was the U.S., like... Um, saying they're going to do that? Actually, I don't know. I do I do remember seeing that. Yeah. It doesn't make me very happy. Me neither. I do... There are already countries that you go to that require that you have a certain vaccine or that you have certain shots so that you don't catch whatever they have and that, you know, whatever's, like, a... Mm, whatever diseases are in that country that you are not used to so or you're not exposed to usually so i get that but to require people to have certain vaccines it's just like i don't know if it's gonna happen but yeah i saw that yeah, and then i, I also saw happen. like how can you like avoid getting the vaccine tell them that you're like allergic to this and you cannot take it or no whatever problem. i could do yeah. a little white lie jesus forgive me um so yeah we'll keep you guys posted on the stay at home covid and all that good stuff just be healthy you know wear your masks and use your hand sanitizers um, and careful who you're swapping spit with and that's really all i have for that (laughs) let's go straight to dropping gems um so for this week's dropping gem segment, I wanted to talk about a couple of things that I learned during my grandmother's uh, passing when she passed. Um, 
I don't really usually have like a lot of regrets in life because I do think that like everything happens for a reason and it happens the way it's supposed to and it happens in the time that it's supposed to. I do wish though that I spent more time with my grandmother before she passed. Um, and for those of you who don't know, she was bedridden for a couple of years. She uh, didn't have mobility um, physically and also her mind was slipping away and it was getting drastically worse the last like month or so that she was alive. Um, like towards the end, she was kind of sleeping a lot. That That's really all that was happening with her. Um, and, you know, I would come and see her maybe once or twice a week, but I never, I, I wasn't spending quality time with her. It's not like I sat here and had like conversations with her or tried to have a conversation with her or just be in her presence. Like I would come by, I would say hi, um, you know, kiss her, talk to her for a couple of minutes and I would leave because I also have had a really hard time with what, what happened to her. So I... I get really sad when I'm in her, well, I was, I was, I used to get really sad when I, was in her, when I was in her presence because it's just, you know, just, it's sad to see someone deteriorating the way that she did. Um, and yeah, so for that reason, I, I stayed away a lot of the time. I would see her once or twice a week, but I had, I didn't spend a lot of quality time with her. So finally I, you know, sat and I prayed and I realized like I need to spend time with her before she passes. And so I dedicated an entire day a Friday to spend time with her. I was like, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to do anything because I know she's going to be gone soon. So that morning I get a call at 7 a.m. and my mother told me that my grandmother passed. Um, and I just instantly, I don't know, I went into like a, sh a shock because we knew, you oh, you know, you know, when people are sick, you know that they're going to go. You just never really expect it. And you never, you think you know how you're going to take it, but you just, you just, you just don't know until it happens. Um, so I instantly felt guilty. And uh, after she passed, we had her funeral. I didn't go see, I didn't go to her gravesite for an, for an entire month. I couldn't get myself to go to her gravesite. I waited for her one month, um, the one month anniversary of her passing to go to her, visit her gravesite. And that was because I felt so guilty that I didn't spend time with her before she passed. So when I finally get up, I go early in the morning, I get there, there is a funeral right next to her mind you like forest lawn is a massive cemetery it's like this is her this is the other plot where they're having the funeral i couldn't even get out of the car because well it's weird like your people are having a funeral and you're just like sitting on the grass crying so i i got back in my car i went home and i like broke down because i felt so rejected by her i know that it might sound silly to some people but i you know at that point like i wanted to spend time with her before she passed and the day I was supposed to spend time with her, she passed. I go to visit her after, you know, having a hard time to get myself over there. I finally go and visit her after a month. And there's a funeral right next to her. I've been praying every night for God to bring her to me in my dreams. She was not coming. So I just felt so, like, rejected. I felt so guilty. And I called Lena. And I was like, I, my grandma doesn't want to see me. Like, she's mad at me. Like, she just won't talk to me. She's rejecting me. I don't know what to do. Like, I feel so guilty. And Lena told me something that, like, would stick with me forever. She was like, you're going there with the wrong intention. You're going there, like, feeling rejected, feeling guilty, like, being uh, sorry. Like, you're going to apologize. Like, instead, you need to go there, you know, at peace and kind of, like, show your gratitude for your grandma and your love instead of going there with, you know, your, the heavy heart that you had. And your intention is just completely wrong. I don't know if you want to add to that. Yeah, I was just... I remember saying, like, you should, you should go and, like, celebrate her life. Like, obviously, it's, like, a really... Sorry, I have to 
swallow my tears. Um, It's like a sad um, situation, but it's just interesting when people like, when she came to me with her perspective and I can look at it from the outside and I'm like, of course your grandmother isn't rejecting you, but of course. Like like it's so silly, but that's how you feel. Yeah, and it's so real to you. And I was like, no, I think like, you know what I mean? You spent your whole life with her. You have like all like all of these memories and you mean she wants you to be happy. Like she kind of in my what the way I saw it wasn't allowing her to come until she fully like processed it and like yeah. came to terms with it and was going to come in a more like I was saying like to like you know what I mean celebrate her life and like talk yes. to her in a more like at peace way so um yeah it was she I when she called me and she was like there's a funeral on top of her grave <laughs> and I was like I was like it's okay I'm like go back home like collect yourself and like and I think you she ended up you ended up going back that day yes I did and just she like I think you mean you felt like completely different and it was I did I cried I prayed I wrote and I actually wrote her something so I sat down and like I wrote her a letter of like gratitude and um, like how thankful I was for her because my grandma raised us. She, my parents were working. We moved to this country. They, my mom was in school. My dad was working. My grandmother raised us. So she's very important to us. Um, you know, and she's my sister's like soulmate in life, which makes me so happy because it's like my sister got to experience that kind of love. And that's so important. So I like for that, I'm eternally grateful for my grandma because she brought my sister so much like joy. So it was yeah I had to change the way that I was thinking about it I had to like write I wrote to her I wrote everything to her on paper and then I prayed about it and then when I went there I just felt instantly at ease I didn't go there with like this I'm so sorry or please forgive me or I should have spent more time it was just kind of like thank you for everything which I think is what my grandma would have wanted in the end if she wasn't you know she didn't want me to go there and like feel bad and she would have rather me go there with just like you know like let's just spend time together kind of thing so um yeah so that I I, you know intention is everything and I I think that we hear this all the time like don't leave for tomorrow what you can do today and that is one thing that I learned from this is like I I did keep pushing it off I think for me it was because I had a hard time with seeing her in the condition that she was in um I wish that I would have just put on my big girl pants and just you know spend that extra time I spent a lot of time with her but again not quality time so I wish that I had got to spend more time with her um but I did learn that from this it's just like if you can do it today do it today don't leave it off for tomorrow because a lot of us don't know if we have tomorrow like if our loved ones have tomorrow so um I think that's something important that I took from this and um I think that when you are dealing with someone who is you know sick and even if it's not someone who's sick just life in general like just life shit don't put things off just because maybe you're a little bit lazy just really sit and think about why are you putting this off like what's really the reason behind it and then when you figure it out see if it's if it's something that you should and could do today because you don't want to live your life with regret um and yeah that's what i have for this dropping gem segment Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for telling me that. Like, bitch, you better go change your attitude. Yeah. You better go back there with a different attitude. I was like, not like that. You're I mean, right, you're right. I know, I know your grandmother and she was just like such a beautiful, like funny, warm, like yeah. loving person. And I could just feel I'm like, she doesn't want you to come that way. She wants you to come like how things were when you guys, you yeah. know, when she was raising you, when you were, when you were growing up. So yeah, yeah. that's true. Facts. Big facts. 
Hashtag big facts. Okay. Um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening to episode two of season four. I'm going to hopefully come back in one piece from my uh, Utah trip. And, you know, hopefully I skied my way through and didn't ruin my um, Botox on the slopes. So that's all I'm looking forward to. Uh, and I'll give you guys an update on that. As a reminder, please make sure that you subscribe, <clears throat> leave a rating and a review, whether it's here on podcast apps or on YouTube. And that's youtube.com forward slash starring Milana. Follow both Lena and I on social media at starring Milana at Lena Noraldine and our production company at Noir Notebook. And um, again, we will leave all of the information for the homeless program um, in the episode notes. If you have, you know, if you have the means to or you'd like to donate um, any kind of money or maybe maybe you have blankets you'd like to donate i don't know yeah. at this point we'll we'll take some but uh yes if you want to sponsor a homeless kid it's twenty dollars um and if you want to sponsor four or four or five homeless kids you know you do the math. yeah you, you can you do the math or anything helps five dollars ten dollars anything but um yeah we'll leave that in the episode notes and i hope that you guys have a great week ahead of you we are in the last month of the year so let's try to finish out strong I know we get lazy around the holidays, but we got this. And um, that's it. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Bye. Bye.